When it comes to keeping Cormani McLean committed to the Miami Hurricanes, and believe me when I tell you, Mario Cristobal is going to fight until the very end. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, contributor on allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So I see Hurricanes fans starting to sweat a little bit uh, because the Alabama Crimson Tide appear to be stepping up their pursuit of top cornerback Cormani McClain. Top corner in the class of 2023, second ranked prospect in the class of 2023, probably would be first if Arch Manning wasn't a member of the Manning family. Uh, so Cormani, back on October 27th, he verbally committed to Miami over Florida and over Alabama, but Alabama has apparently not given up and nothing about that is surprising. So uh, this was the latest on the situation per Gabby Yerudia of 24-7 Sports. I think he was the first to report on this. I've seen that Gary Furman and Matt Shodell of On3 have also been kind of on top of this, trying to figure out what's going on. So Gabby Yerudia wrote yesterday, sources tell Inside the U that Lakeland, Florida, five-star cornerback Cormani McLean is strongly considering an official visit to Alabama this coming weekend. The nation's top-ranked defensive player has only taken one official visit during the process, and that means the Crimson Tide could get him to Tuscaloosa for a whole weekend as Nick Saban and our old friend T-Rob push for the elite cornerback pledge. He hasn't been to Alabama since mid-June for what was an unofficial visit. Miami is actively working to get McLean to not visit and we have learned, uh, this is Gabby again through Inside the U, we have learned that the plan is for Miami to have representatives at Lakeland High on Friday and then get, go in home with Cormani McLean later that night. Now, guys, um, first things first, exhale, because I see a lot of people panicking about this on social media. They're freaking out about the these, you know, these negative reports. I say negative because it's not what you want to hear. Um, folks, if you can't handle rumors and reports about five-star commits being recruited by other programs, I don't think you're built for this. <laughs> this is, that's what you get this time of year. Like you're talking about December, you're counting down to early national signing period, which starts on the 21st. You've got a couple of highly touted five stars in your commitment list and a handful of big time four stars as well. This comes with the territory. Like you, you don't think programs like Alabama and Ohio State are going to be trying to flip your players. This is what happens. This is completely expected, okay? This is a player in Cormani McLean that Nick Saban has wanted all along, okay? Florida, Alabama, and Miami were all battling for this guy. And we know how this goes, man. Just because a verbal pledge goes somewhere doesn't mean the other programs stop battling. Mario doesn't stop battling. He learned a lot of that from Saban. I mean, Cristobal worked under Saban, uh, you know, within the last decade at the Alabama Crimson Tide. Saban never gives up on a target, neither does Mario. So now, you know, the next two weeks before early signing day are surely going to be a battle, all right? And listen, the battle might not even last that long because if Miami gets some good news 
when they do that in-home visit on Friday, tomorrow, then hopefully this will be one of those situations where Cormani cancels the visit to Alabama, hopefully, not guaranteed, and that we get some good news for Miami. But regardless, if he does take the Alabama visit, we're going to be battling for McLean for the next couple weeks. No need to panic yet. And you certainly shouldn't be surprised that this is going on. This is what happens when you have five-star players verbally committed, all right? It shouldn't surprise you that Alabama's trying to make a late surge. Plus, um, if you read between the lines here, guys, in how the dominoes are falling for the Crimson Tide and for Miami, it makes sense to me why Alabama would be stepping up their Cormani McLean pursuit due to the apparent fact that Damari Brown, who's another one of Alabama's top cornerback targets for this class, he's another Bama target, but a Miami target. He's inching closer to the Miami Hurricanes, son of Selwyn. Uh, Miami's got the momentum now for Damari Brown. He's deciding between Miami and the Crimson Tide, and it's looking in Miami's direction right now for him. Miami might even pull Devante, his brother, who's transferring from UCF and Damari, uh, who Devontae's another pretty good cornerback. He's had a good year at UCF. So you look at this, if Saban might be about to lose one of his corner targets in Damari Brown to Miami, you better believe he's going to step it up for Cormani McLean. He's going to try to find any cracks in the foundation of Cormani's Miami commitment. He's going to try to take advantage of it, all right? Now, with Cormani, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people about this, and um, I'm not panicking yet on this one. He may or may not take the Bama visit. He's not decided for sure on that yet. Uh, and I don't know, there seems to be a little bit of positive buzz that Miami can put out this fire with Cormani. Uh, and, you know, as far as relationship building, he's got a great bond with Demarcus Van Dyke, who was his primary recruiter at Miami. And McLean's mother absolutely loves the University of Miami. So I, I have reasons to be confident that Miami can and probably will fight off Nick Saban for this one. But, you know, I said it yesterday on Twitter. I'll say it again today. I'm definitely on edge. I'm definitely on high alert with this one because, you know, Nick Saban has a habit of usually getting what he wants. So if Saban is stepping up his pursuit um, you always have to watch out for this. But my expectation is that Cormani McLean will stay strong with his Miami commitment. But we're going to have to battle this one out, all right? Whether we have to battle it out for another 36 hours or for another 14, 15 days, we will see. So here's another thing going on. And I promise, folks, I promise, I am going to have some good news on today's episode. I wanted to get the bad stuff out of the way first before we get to the more promising stuff. So someone who's not a Miami verbal commit, but Miami has been favored for him for several months. Five-star offensive tackle, Samson Okunlola. He is going to be making an official visit to Florida. That was the first part of kind of the breaking news with him. So there were two bits of Okunlola news bits yesterday. Number one, he is taking the official visit this weekend to Florida. That's his final official visit to take. He's going to use it. Uh, he has taken a Miami official visit that happened over the summer. Um, and he also has announced his announcement date. He's going to be announcing on the 15th. So Okunlola is announcing on the 15th. Ruben Bain is announcing on the 16th. That's either going to be the greatest two days of our lives or a really sad couple of days, depending on how those two go. Uh, now, as far as Okunlola visiting Florida, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm definitely getting a little bit concerned about this one from a Miami pers perspective, all right? 
the five-star offensive tackle out of Massachusetts. He's been considered a Miami lean since July, but, you know, he never actually made the verbal commit. And the Gators have the momentum right now, right? Uh, you know, they recently got a, a really productive, unofficial visit from Okun Lola. They've now scheduled the official visit. So he's going to be at Florida twice since he's even visited Miami. He actually came down to Miami, did Okun Lola for an unofficial the weekend of the Florida State game. Uh, he hasn't been to Miami since, and now he'll be making two more recent visits to Gainesville. And listen, I always say that, uh, you know, the final official visit uh, is usually an advantage to the team that gets that. You, you prefer to be first or last with the OVs. And the Gainesville visit is going to be the last one before he announces on December 15th. So uh, I don't think anyone can say for sure right now, you know, uh, whether he's Miami's to lose or Florida's to lose. I think we need to kind of see how that Florida visit goes before we jump to conclusions. Uh, like I talked to some people on the Miami side who, despite all this Florida momentum, are still really optimistic that Okun Lola is a cane, that, you know, they're thinking, hey, like he, he's been very professional about the way he's approached his recruitment. He's been weighing all of his options. He wants to use all of his official visits. So he's going to take that last one to Florida. And some of these folks still feel confident he's going to be a cane, despite the fact that he's going through the process of taking this official visit. Uh, but one of my uh, embedded sources in Gainesville does tell me that Miami might very well miss out on this one. So uh, I will say, though, for what it's worth, Blake Alderman, who's the Gators insider on 24-7, he still thinks Miami has the edge for Samson. So when the, the Gator expert is telling you he still thinks Miami is the team to beat, I will take that as a positive sign. And you guys know there are very few players in this class that I have more love for than the Pancake Honcho. I want to see Samson Okunlola as a hurricane. I've been singing this guy's praises for months. Pancake Honcho and Collins Achiampong, my two favorite prospects in this entire class. Miami went out there and got Collins. Now I need us to go out there and get the Pancake Honcho. Please, please, can we lock this up? Hopefully, uh, you know, he realizes... You know, uh, that, you know what? We may be in trouble because there's a lot of IHOPs in Gainesville. That's fine dining out there. I mean, that's uh, that's like IHOP is to Gainesville what Prime 112 is to Miami. And if he loves pancakes that much, we might be in a little trouble here. But I think we can hold our own in the pancake department down here as well. So I am a little bit nervous about the honcho. But, you know, guys, again, I'll say the same thing about pancake honcho as I said about Cormani McLean. If you're new to this, maybe you haven't followed recruiting recently as closely as you are now. If this stuff is giving you anxiety, just turn your smartphone off until the 23rd of December. <laughs> just just don't give yourself the stress because when you have great players verbally committed, other schools are going to try to poach them. Or in the case of Samson, he's not verbally committed, but other schools are going to try and take the momentum away from Miami. So we got the, uh, the the negative stuff out of the way. I do have, I think, some good news on the other side about a Miami top running back target and about, uh, about the older brother of a certain Miami commit. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes, my friends. And guys, if you're looking for employment opportunities – I have found jobs on LinkedIn jobs. And if you're a small business owner looking for the right people, 
you want to use LinkedIn jobs because, guys, these days, every new potential hire feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you post your job, you add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile. Then you spread the word that you're hiring. People will see it. Believe me, they will take notes, notice of that. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making locked on canes. Your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I might've been wrong and wrong in a good way about four-star running back Chris Johnson out of Dillard, because um, I had been reacting over the past couple of weeks about a recent interview he did where he talked about not really feeling the same way about Miami because of the very poor season that they just had recently. It sounds like Miami is right back at the top of the list for Johnson. So I may have prematurely waved the white flag of surrender on Christopher Johnson. He's trending towards Miami again, and I love every second of it. So uh, Andrew Ivins of 24-7 Sports, uh, you know, he recently interviewed Chris Johnson, and Chris is planning to be at Miami this weekend for an official visit. He was actually scheduled to make a Penn State official visit this weekend, canceled it. He's coming to Miami instead. So um, I think basically, um, you know, I had kind of thrown in the towel on this one a couple of weeks ago based on what Chris said, but it sounds to me like the situation has changed in Johnson's mind. And perhaps this means Mario Cristobal and company have done a really good job selling him on a brighter future versus a present that's been really rough because a five and seven season seemed to be affecting his uh, recruitment. So he even said this, this is a quote, Miami is my number one school. It's no secret, he said, and it's Miami and Ole Miss. That's the two I am down to. Now, I had uh, I had felt pretty good about Ole Miss's chances just based on the fact that Lane Kiffin is staying there. That if you know if he had left Ole Miss, that would have created more chaos. So that provided some stability to the Rebels situation. But uh, I got to tell you, man, it, it sounds to me like Miami is firmly back as the front runner for Johnson, and unless he's trolling us. All right, it, you know he's going to make his decision uh, this month. It's coming down between Miami and Ole Miss, and it's looking like Miami is the team to beat. So I. I'm sorry that I made it seem like this guy was out of the picture for us because it looks like Miami is still in the mix. And, you know, he probably also sees the way the running back landscape is panning out at Miami. Thad Franklin is in the portal and Jalen Knighton is in the portal. You remember the way Mark Fletcher reacted to that? When Mark Fletcher saw Rooster enter the portal, he tweeted out the eyes emojis like he sees what's going on down here. Apparently, Chris Johnson does as well. Is there a chance? And I think there is a chance. Miami could land both, and it would be a great combo. It's thunder and lightning. Mark Fletcher, the bigger, stronger, more powerful back. He's the thunder. Chris Johnson, the speedy track star. He would be the lightning. If Miami could bring both of them in in this class, and you've got Trevante Citizen, 
back healthy next year, uh, it's going to be one of the more exciting young running back rooms in the country. Now, as far as Mark Fletcher goes, Miami is battling Florida for him. And that battle may rage on into February. Because remember, Fletcher at American Heritage, I didn't know this until recently, uh, they don't let you leave early and enroll early at your college. So he would have to finish out the high school year there. So Fletcher, Innes, who's committed to Ohio State, any of the uh, Damari Brown, any of the American Heritage guys apparently would have to finish out the whole school year there. They can't come in until the summer. So if Fletcher, Fletcher could push back his final decision until February, but he's definitely deciding between Florida and Miami, whereas Chris Johnson is deciding between Ole Miss and Miami. So we'll have to keep our eyes out there. But he says Miami is my number one school. It's no secret. It was a secret to me. It's not a secret to me anymore. How about this one for the transfer portal? When I first saw the name in the portal, I figured who this guy must be but I didn't know how good of a player he is. And he's a very good player. Francisco Maui Goa is in the transfer portal. Yes. Francisco is the older brother of Francis Maui Goa, who's the five-star offensive line verbal commit to Miami. And Francis, by the way, he seems very solid. Like some of the same concerns we're having right now about Alabama going after Cormani McLean. Francis seems rock solid right now. So we're not really, we're not really worried about Francis. Uh, it looks like Miami's going to be adding that five-star to their offensive line, but I think we need to go out and get the brother. Francisco Maui Goa is a really productive linebacker. Uh, he's a Washington State linebacker who surprisingly entered the portal. Uh, he was a, a three-star recruit back in the class of 2021, but he's been playing like a four-star recruit at the college level. So I didn't know much about Francisco. When I saw his name in the portal, I'm thinking, oh, does this guy suck? Like, I honestly, I had no idea. Like, obviously, he comes from a great football lineage because his uh, his older brother, they've got another older brother who played, I think, center for Washington State who was really good. There's a there's a third Maui Goa. Um, and so, like, I looked this guy up, and I, I even started reading some of the, uh, the, the papers that cover Washington State, reading the beat writers. This is not a player that they wanted to lose in the portal. Like Francisco Maui Goa has been an ascending defensive player for them. He's an outside linebacker. He started 11 games this past year as a sophomore, recorded 60 tackles, five and a half TFL, three and a half sacks. He had an interception, three forced fumbles on the year. And I was reading articles from Washington State papers, and they say that out of the 11 Cougs that have entered the portal so far, they consider Maui Goa to be the biggest loss by far. Uh, they described him as a breakout player in 2022. This is not someone they expected to lose in the portal, not someone they wanted to lose in the portal. I can't confirm yet, like confirm, confirm if Miami is interested. I would assume Miami is interested because, you know, you could have you could have brother combos all over the place. I don't know necessarily if that's a good thing, but it's kind of cool. Like you could have Devontae and Damari Brown in your defensive backfield, and you could have the brothers Maui Goa with Francis playing offensive tackle and Francisco playing linebacker for you. I think that would be pretty cool. And if I'm if I'm reading between the lines here with Francisco, if they if they weren't expecting him up in Pullman, over in Pullman to enter the portal, he might be thinking, hey, I want to go down to Miami and play with my brother. So I think that could be what's going on there. Uh, when we come back. I want to talk about the progress that's hopefully being made with Javion Cohen, who I think is Miami's top target in the portal. 
and you know a player uh, that Miami is trying to flip. So keep it locked right here to Locked On Canes. And folks, when you're making betting decisions, don't make a choice before you check out what the experts at Bet Online are saying. They're going to give you the edge that you need to win. I'm on Bet Online every single day, reading the articles, checking out the podcasts, making informed decisions. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So uh, a, a flip that Miami did not <laughs> successfully make. Uh, that was a crazy timeline yesterday. Did you see all the stuff that went down within a few hours with Ruben Owens? So Ruben Owens, five-star running back, one of the crown jewels of the 2023 class. He was a Louisville commit going back for the past several months. Then with the Scott Satterfield change. And I like the hire that they made with Jeff Brom, who's right now Brom is like trying to solidify that recruiting class. But they lost Owens. Owens decommitted yesterday afternoon from Louisville. And like he only waited a few hours <laughs> to announce his destination. And so from the time he decommitted, then he announced, uh, I think it was 8 p.m. Eastern time, he announced that he was going to make his college choice. And I was hoping Miami maybe had a chance because I know Miami was interested because they need running backs and Owens is one of the best available. But right when he announced he was going to commit at 8 p.m., like the experts, the on three guys, the 24-7, the rivals, they sprinted to put in their crystal balls for Texas A&M. So, and it did end up being Texas A&M. Like, so, so some, somebody let the cat out of the bag that he was going to commit to the Aggies. So Ruben Owens is now a Texas A&M Aggies commit. But, hey, the good news is, based on the way things go with Texas A&M, we can try again in the transfer portal next year. So in, in, enjoy that season uh, there at College Station, uh, Ruben. But yeah, my, Miami missed out on that target. Um, now here's one that, um, you know, Miami's trying to flip this guy. Uh, my confidence level is at like 5%. I mean, you know, I, I respect the fact that this staff, they never give up, right? They've got enough resources. They don't sleep this time of year. I mean, most times a year, Mario's only sleeping like three hours a night. In December and February, he's probably sleeping three minutes a night. Uh, Miami's been trying to flip defensive back four-star Jakeem Jackson from the Florida Gators. I don't see it happening. I mean, you know, kudos, kudos to the Gator. I think you're going to keep this one locked into your class. Uh, my expectations are low. I think Jakeem is going to stick to his Florida commitment. So he has one official visit left that he can take. And I think Miami was hoping to get that because they've been in constant contact with Jackson. But no, he's announced he's going to take that last official to Florida where he's verbally committed. So I, I understand that Miami is still going to try to get him for an unofficial visit down here. But, you know, he's he's a Gator commit. He's going to use that final OV on the Gators. I, I don't I don't think he's going to flip to Miami. So. You know, we'll keep trying, uh, but I think he's probably pretty solid at Florida at this point. 
Um, now I'm, I'm trying to find more clues on progress being made with Javion Cohen. So Javion Cohen, I know I throw out a lot of names, so I'm trying to explain, you know, just in case you need a refresher, who all of these people are. So Javion Cohen is in the transfer portal. He had a really excellent, productive uh, career so far. The last two seasons with the Alabama Crimson Tide have been excellent. This is one of those players, kind of like Francisco Maui Goa, where the school he was at, they didn't want him to leave. Like, this wasn't an issue over playing time. Like, uh, Javion Cohen was in a, a pretty good situation on the field at Alabama. I think he might be looking for kind of an off-the-field change of scenery is why Cohen is in the portal. You could plug this guy into starting left guard tomorrow, and the University of Miami's offensive line would be a lot better. Like, this is one of the most productive players available in the transfer portal. Alex Mirabal paid a visit to him on Wednesday in Alabama, an in-home visit. That's Miami's offensive line coach. Um, I don't really have any, any real feedback on how that went. Hopefully it was productive. The only feedback that I have is, because I follow Cohen now on Twitter, and shortly around the time when Mirabal would be wrapping up that visit, um, Cohen tweeted out the hands emoji, you know, the one that looks like you're throwing up the U. He tweeted one of those out yesterday. So that that's like the only sign that we have that maybe the visit went well or he just wanted people to know he had the visit or he just wants to confuse everybody because, you know, a lot of players in the portal and in recruiting like to do that. But, gosh, I would love to lock up JV on Cohen because, guys, I'm thinking about what Miami's starting offensive line could look like next year. And that's regardless of what Okunlola decides to do. If Samson commits to Miami and I want him badly, fantastic. If he doesn't commit to Miami, I still think Miami's in position to have a great offensive line in 2023, or at least a much improved offensive line. So if, if Javion Cohen comes to Miami in the portal, you could have a starting offensive line from left to right of Zion Nelson at left tackle, Javion Cohen at left guard. You know, if Zion can stay healthy, you'd have one of the best left sides of the offensive line in the ACC easily. Ja'Kai Clark at center, or even Connor Liu. He'd probably be in that rotation, the true freshman. Inez Cooper starting at right guard, who's an absolute monster. And I think Francis Maui Goa is, uh, he's built well enough, and I think he's polished enough that he can start at right tackle as a true freshman. So you could have Zion Nelson, Javion Cohen, Ja'Kai Clark, Inez Cooper, and Francis Maui Goa as your starting offensive line next year. That's obviously dependent on Cohen picking Miami. But if that's your starting O-line, guys, you have significantly raised the floor of your offense from 2022 to 2023. And most importantly, you can actually provide competent protection for Tyler Van Dyke, right? Because, listen, this, Tyler Van Dyke is not Lamar Jackson. Like, he needs a clean pocket. He needs to be able to go through his reads, confidently make his throws, because if the pocket goes to hell, everything else goes to hell when Van Dyke is your quarterback. But he has NFL-caliber arm talent when he's got time to throw the football. So you could significantly raise the floor of Miami's offense if you can get the type of starting offensive line that I just described. And if, if that can come to pass... I believe TVD can have an incredible year, right? And remember, at running back, you'll have Trevante Citizen coming back. Henry Parrish is back. Hopefully, Don Chaney is back and, and relatively healthy next year. Um, and 
you know, we're looking to add wide receiver talent. Gosh, if you can get somebody like Dante Thornton in the portal out of Oregon um, and, you know, Xavier Restrepo back next year, Colby Young back, uh, Jacoby George, who I really like, and uh, and uh, Brashard Smith, you know, as kind of weapon out of the slot, then, you know, I, I think the offense can look significantly better next year. So let's hope we get some good news over the last couple of days. But let me bring it full circle. Guys, this time of year, it comes with the territory. You're going to have positive rumors about, you know, who Miami may be able to steal or flip. And you're going to have negative rumors about other people coming for your commits and coming for your targets. It comes with the territory. Do not panic. Breathe in, breathe out, and let's just enjoy the chaos together. All right, we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.